Hello and welcome to Take It or Leave It. It's a Christian podcast to encourage us all to implement real change in our lives based on the teachings of Jesus so that when the rapture occurs, we may all be caught up to meet Jesus Christ in the air. It's about spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. I'm your host, Madison Santiago. Hello and welcome back to Take It or Leave It. We are continuing our series on priesthood. This is part eight, and I thought it would be really beneficial to start with a review. Recently, we have been discussing Ezekiel. We've also been discussing the glory of God. And as a reminder, God gives the first charge to his people's safety before the punishment arrives. And we read in Genesis chapter 19 about Lot and Sodom. I want to start in verse 15. We're going to read this again just as a review. Verse 15 says, When the morning dawned, the angels urged Lot to hurry, saying, Arise, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, lest you be consumed in the punishment of the city. And while he lingered, the men took hold of his hand, his wife's hand, and the hands of his two daughters, and the Lord being merciful to him, and they brought him out and set him outside the city. So it came to pass when they brought them outside that he said, Escape for your life, do not look behind you, nor stay anywhere in the plain. Escape to the mountains, lest you be destroyed. Then Lot said to them, Please know, my lords, indeed now your servant has found favor in your sight, and you have increased your mercy, which you have shown me by saving my life. I cannot escape to the mountains, lest some evil overtake me and I die. See now, this city is near enough to flee to, and it is a little one. Please let me escape there. Is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. And God honored Lot, even when Lot wanted to flee somewhere else. Okay, can you see here how God covers the place that we are? So if Lot was in the other city that the angels originally told him to go to, that city would be covered, right? Not because of that city, but because of Lot. Lot wanted to go to a smaller town. Now that town is now covered because that is where Lot is, okay? Continuing on, and he said to him, see, I have favored you concerning this thing also, and that I will not overthrow this city for which you have spoken. Hurry, escape there, for I cannot do anything until you arrive there. Therefore, the name of the city was called Zor. Okay, something I want to point out here is that Lot is not the same as Abraham. Lot was not a friend of God like Abraham was. Abraham was Lot's uncle, and Lot supported his uncle, so God extended his covering to Lot. Okay, God extended his favor to Lot. So this isn't priesthood directly, but as part of our study, we should understand spiritual covering. As we mature in Christ, we throw ourselves at the feet of Jesus who will then cover us, right? And in doing so, cover others. We oversee their souls and we nourish them, right? When we serve the Lord, right? And we are supported by others, their souls are covered, okay? You see here, Lot supported Abraham. Lot did not persecute Abraham. So Lot got favor from God, which is the glory of God and God's protection. All right. Without that covering, Lot would have been destroyed. And because of Lot, Sodom was not destroyed just yet because Lot was there. Lot was not even a servant of God and just had Abraham as his uncle whom he supported. 
So the wicked Sodom was covered by the glory of the Lord. Not because Sodom earned it, but because Lot was there. Lot would not have this covering in favor if he would have persecuted his uncle Abraham. So when Lot left Sodom, the glory also left Sodom. Do you see that? Lot was protecting Sodom by his presence because Lot was covered by the covering of Abraham and Abraham was covered by God. So Lot was therefore covered by God. Specifically, Lot was covered through Abraham by God. All right. Destruction comes when the glory, which is the covering, right? God's covering is removed. Earth today is covered. And we discussed this in the last podcast, and I will stress it again, that some are with the Holy Spirit today because the Holy Spirit is present on earth, right? It's covering the earth, but few are indwelled by the Holy Spirit, meaning you aren't just with the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit is in you, indwelling you, all right? When the Holy Spirit covering is removed, only those indwelled by the Holy Spirit will go with him during the rapture. Those who go are those who are indwelled by the Holy Spirit. So again, the Holy Spirit is in them, not just with them. And whenever you have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, you will be with Jesus forever. We learn that forever with the covering of God. When we live this way and we have the covering of God, what shall we fear? If we know that God is with us and we put all of our confidence in him and we love him and we serve him and our lives are a living sacrifice to him, what shall we fear? Nothing. And even today, we can be better than Lot, meaning we can be more successful and have more money, but it's Lot who was covered by Abraham. And I say that just to explain that it doesn't matter if you're good and you have a lot of money and you have a lot of success. Maybe you're very intelligent. We need to understand that Lot was covered by Abraham because Lot supported the worker of God, the friend of God, did not persecute him. Therefore, he got covered. I say that to also stress that though it might look like you have a good life now, you might not have the covering. We can see in this passage that Lot complained and said, can't I just go here instead? Did you see how he was negotiating with the angels? Did you pick up on that? His attitude. There was no urgency to move despite destruction coming. So Lot left Sodom. The glory left Sodom. Lot left before destruction comes. And God's possessions are marked. So he will take his possessions out of the place in which must be destroyed. Amen. I pray that your confidence builds in God and not yourself. You will not need to worry about anything The Bible teaches us this. When God is on your side, you don't need to worry about anything. And God is on your side if the Holy Spirit is living inside of you. Why? When you honor God, he will protect you. We also learned that there are those marked, right? We read about the seven men, one with the inkhorn, six with deadly weapons. This is in the vision that Ezekiel received. And we learned that those marked are God's possessions. He marked us to protect us from destruction. And in Ezekiel 9, people don't care to know this side of God. Why? In Ezekiel 9, God is ordering these men to put the people to death if they don't have the mark. Ordering them to be utterly killed. Yes, 
God loves us, but loving and saving us is different. Okay? He loves the sinner, but he hates the sin. And John 3.16 is a warning of people perishing if they do not go through Jesus. So God loves all, but he does not save all. Okay? I'm going to say that again. God loves all, but he does not save all. People leave churches when they hear this about God. But it's the truth. These same people, they say, what kind of God is this that you preach? And to that I say, he is the maker of heaven and earth. What he says goes. He said this. He is God. And he said, people will perish. People will die. And Jesus is not bringing peace but a sword. He comes to divide, not unite. Jesus said it. I didn't say that. Jesus said it. Today, many like to talk about God, but not Jesus. We need to talk about Jesus. Our prayers need to be filled with the name Jesus. We can't get to the Father except through Jesus. The power and the authority was given to Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we can heal others. We can cast out demons. It's Jesus, not the name of God. If you are in a situation where you need to cast out a demon and you say, in the name of God, that demon will not move because the power and authority is in the name of Jesus. Jesus is the name above all names. Amen. Let's go back to Ezekiel chapter 9. I'm going to start in verse 5. And again, this should sound familiar, but we're just reviewing here. Verse 5 in Ezekiel chapter 9 says, To others he said in my hearing, Go after him through the city and kill. Do not let your eyes spare, nor have any pity. So God gave these specific instructions. Do not let your eyes spare, meaning look at them. Look around. Make sure you mark all the people who earned it. Don't offer pity on those who do not get the mark. Why even mention don't offer pity? It's because people are going to beg for their life. Verse 6, utterly slay old and young men, maidens, and little children and women, but do not come near anyone on whom is the mark, and begin at my sanctuary. So they began with the elders who were before the temple. So verse 6 says, do it utterly, meaning make sure they're dead. Everyone. No mark means they must die. God said it. God said it. I want to talk about getting the mark further. I want to go deeper here. Who gets the mark? Do you remember? It's those who were sighing and crying over the abominations in the world. Those are the ones getting the mark. How does anyone get the mark so that they aren't touched by destruction? Well, to get the mark, you must operate in the will of God. You will be sharing the gospel. First of all, you will know what the will of God is. So that's a study we've had here. I encourage you to search for that. And to revisit that as well as open up your Bible and confirm it for yourselves. Work it out for yourselves. When you operate in the will of God, your life will be a living sacrifice for God. Meaning it will be pleasing to God based off his word. Based off his commands. And in Psalms 105 verse 13 it says, When they went from one nation to another, from one kingdom to another people, they means those marked. When those marked went from one nation to another, from one kingdom to another people. Verse 14, he permitted no one to do them wrong. Yes, he rebuked kings for their sakes. Next in verse 15, God is going to say, don't touch my people. This is so clear. Verse 15 saying, 
Do not touch my anointed ones and do my prophets no harm. So don't touch my anointed ones and prophets. So those who are covered by the glory of God and prophets, you see the privilege here? If you're covered, you will be united with God. While you're on this earth, you will serve him, right? So how do you get the mark? How do you get covered? In verse 13, it says, when they went from one nation to another, from one kingdom to another people. This is talking about movement. Those anointed are moving and traveling. You see, missions aren't new today. It's not a new thing. They happened then too. And we're reading about them right now. Going from one kingdom to another people, moving. People become untouchable when they touch nothing but the matters of God. Touching nothing in the world but just the matters of God. You need to give him all of you. He will keep you and provide for you. He promised that. And here, God is pleased with what they do. That's why they're anointed. He is pleased with movement, not just talking. The church must be more objective today, meaning they're going to be finding ways to solve problems for God and bring solutions and results for his glory. God wants to see us working for him and moving for him, right? And this doesn't happen in the church. It's outside the church. You know, David aimed to do and know God's will. And we seek for his will so that we will know what to do, right? David was after the heart of God. And those who spoke evil of David and sought to harm David, they were punished by God. You can read more about that on your own. And even Moses was anointed. Moses had a sister who dishonored him. So God sent trouble to her. And in Hebrews, Miriam and Aaron, they spoke out against Moses and they did not even seek to harm him. But based on their words and their hearts, they were dealt with. Today, churches aren't anointed and pastors work for the church and then they're dictated by the church people. The church has left the sanctity and holiness today. So we're going to read really quickly in Numbers chapter 12 about Miriam and Aaron because Marion and Aaron were trying to dictate their next steps. They spoke against Moses. And it says, Then Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. For he had been married to an Ethiopian woman. So they said, Has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? And the Lord heard it. Verse 3, Now the man Moses was very humble, more than all men who are on the face of the earth. Okay, so here Miriam said, We're also prophets. Did God not speak to us? We're also servants. What's this? This is pride. They spoke about the one who was appointed by God. God picked Moses. And Miriam spoke against Moses. All right? We are to submit to leaders. And leaders submit to other leaders as they are appointed. So for example, if you are a minister, maybe you're asked to speak at another church. Immediately, you need to confirm who the leader is. How much time do you have to speak? Because you want to submit to the time frame set before you by your leader. You respect the leader. We also just read God came down in a different form. And it reads, Suddenly the Lord said to Moses, 
Aaron and Miriam, come out, you three, to the tabernacle of meeting. So the three came out. Then the Lord came down in the pillar of cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam. And they both went forward. Then he said, hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak to him in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. I speak with him face to face, even plainly and not in dark sayings, and he sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? So God asked, why aren't you afraid to speak against Moses? I picked him. Speaking against Moses is speaking against the Lord. Not to mention, Moses' anointing is highlighted here by God himself. No matter what people say, either to you or others, God handles it, and this is a great example. All you need to do is pray for them. Those who speak against you and persecute you, we're to pray for them. We don't laugh when they fall and then fall again because they will fall because God will handle it. If you're laughing and you respond inappropriately, God will handle you. Verse 9 in Numbers says, So the anger of the Lord was aroused against them, and he departed. And when the cloud departed from above the tabernacle, suddenly Miriam became leprous, as white as snow. Then Aaron turned towards Miriam, and there she was, a leper. You see, God is not a respecter of person. If you are a servant of God, and your parents speak against you, or your sibling speaks against you, God will still handle them. It's you who is untouchable not them. In closing, how do you become untouchable? Is it through church attendance? No, it goes beyond church attendance. What movement are you doing in the kingdom of God? Are you moving so that you can be covered? This is shared with the love of the Lord. And this is Take It or Leave It. God bless you all.